Hello all and welcome to the Behind the Wheel podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So a little bit about me and what Behind the Wheel is all about. A few years ago, I really thought I had it all. Great job, great money, an amazing wife and on the way to rising to, to the top of my field within my, within my place of work. However, I was really, really fat, like really fat, like huge. And soon, due to a variety of reasons, I found myself in a very different role that I absolutely hated. Very quickly, I found myself in a very, in a very dark place, hating what I was doing each day and using food and sleep as my escape mechanism. It got so bad that I used to sleep until 5pm or 4pm just after my wife would come home, rush out of bed, do the dishes and pretend like I'd been up for the whole day. It's crazy how life can take a turn for the worse so quickly. I had huge limiting beliefs, such as I had no way of finding a better job, despite my wife's continuous rambling about how I deserve better, and I could very well find something I absolutely loved. I didn't listen, but the more I didn't listen, the more my belly began to grow. I pretty much woke up one day and realised it was time to change, and in that moment, I realised that perhaps the most easiest thing to change was my health. I therefore began working out, going to a gym, and slowly my weight began to drop. It was during this period, though, that I began to also change my, my outlook on life. I stopped blaming the people around me. I stopped blaming, blaming my boss, blaming my wife. And I started to take real ownership and accountability for my situation and, the, and, and where I was in that moment in time. Over time, things got better and soon found myself in a much better shape and finally found a better job. However, not too long ago, I found myself crying. A grown man crying to sleep. Rather pathetic. See, I always knew that I wanted to achieve much more in life. I looked up to Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and Muhammad Ali and Bill Gates. People who had achieved so much. Before, I just told myself that they were lucky, that the stars just aligned for them. And I had no chance of even creating, as Steve Jobs famously said, my own dent in the universe. I always had a huge passion for cars, and I wasn't even doing anything about it. Day by day, week by week, I just went to bed thinking, what if? And then I shrugged off. But in that moment, when you're, on your, when, when you're on your bed, your pillow's wet, with tears of regret and embarrassment, I made a decision. That decision was to create something that is based on my passion for cars, as well as my desire to ensure that nobody ever goes through what I've been through. Here is where I stand. We only have one life. Behind the wheel seeks to unite those who want to live a life of purpose, passion, meaning and service, through our common and shared love for cars that push the boundaries of what is possible every single day. Through this podcast, you will hear from people who work and or own some of those phenomenal cars on the face of this earth to hear from them how they got to where they are and share in our joint fascination for cars that push the boundaries of what is possible. Now, I'm absolutely joined to be, to, I'm absolutely joined by Bernadette and Sam today. Guys, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really excited to be on here. Thank you so much. Uh, before we crack on, uh, why don't you guys just take a little minute to introduce yourselves, what you guys do, and uh, yeah, just, just a little bit about you. Sure. So yeah, so I'm uh, Bernadette. I'm the owner of Salone Events. Um, so it's a it's a track day company, um, as well as experiences around motorsport and all, all kinds of other things. Uh, so I started that up in 2018 and similar to yourself I was really unhappy in a, in a previous job so I 
I took some time out and figured out what I really wanted to do and Salone Events was born. Fantastic. And yourself, son? Um, so yeah, for me, it was, um, I went to, I had no idea when I left school what I wanted to do. Um, and I was put, pushed into doing event management at university. Um, cause my mum previously had a, an event management background, uh, and my father had a passion for cars. So that's kind of where the two kind of linked. Um, having left university, I then went into sales cause that's every, every event job that I tried to apply to said you need sales experience. So I was like, okay. Cool. I'll go and do that. Um, and then, uh, I was, uh, unfortunately made redundant at the uh, last year, uh, due to current climate. Um, and that's when I came across, uh, Bernadette and her amazing company. Um, and I'm very excited to say that I'm her first employee and, <laughs> and her only employee at the moment. <laughs> so, um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and it's, uh, for me, it, um, I've I've always wanted to combine my passion for cars and the events industry, and for me, this is an absolute dream job. So it's 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 awesome. No, it's absolutely great to have you both on 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 the podcast. I want to go straight into it, um, and I think I think when we spoke, Sam, one that I've always been quite keen to express is the fact that life should be about going to work every single day, really enjoying what you do, rather yeah. than spending nine to five hating what you do, having the evenings that are like that short going to bed, upset, whatever, living for the weekend, it, it just doesn't quite work. But your story is really interesting, Sam, because if I'm not mistaken, you use kind of being redundant as an opportunity to kind of just do whatever mm. it took to get into the space you wanted to get into. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So uh, for me, I think um, my previous job, I had the scariest boss um, and it, it everyone felt tense when he walked into the building um so <laughs> it was it was quite it was quite interesting but having uh, sort of moved away from that um sort of being on furlough and everything not really knowing what was going to be happening uh it definitely kind of gave me a bit of insight into thinking okay what could I actually gain from this like could I actually be looking at other things um and being made redundant I'm I mean I'm in a very fortunate position that I am able to uh work uh, and live from home. I haven't currently moved out of my parents' house, but it's it's all in sort of the, an aid to uh, hopefully move out. Hopefully this year, fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's definitely been it was definitely the kick up uh, in the arse I needed um, because otherwise I would be doing. I, I probably would have gone back to what I was doing before, which is working at Tesco's, um, just trying to get by and not really progressing my career further and uh it was i i mean what i what happened for me was uh i was fortunate enough to get in touch with bernadette um who i said i don't even care if you offer me a job or anything can i just come and get some work experience and she was like she was literally one of the only people that actually responded and i thought brilliant i've got to show how proactive i can be um, I've got to, to make sure that uh, she, I, I can sort of impress her and then potentially network with some of the clients that she had at her events. Um, she, the, the most amazing thing was that my work experience was coming down to Goodwood for a track day. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and then she said, do you want to go out in a car? And I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Sounds great. <laughs> so sort of that. But it was just it was really good fun sort of meeting her clients, um, meeting like-minded enthusiasts and actually sort of thinking, this is definitely really what I actually want to do. Uh, I, I would love to um, have the opportunity to work for her and 
um, it was it was kind of just by chance. I was right moment, uh, sort of right right time, right moment uh, kind of thing. And because um, she wasn't actually in a position to fire anyone at that point, and lo and behold, she uh, had someone approach her um, to then to to invest in with in her business, and then that's where I sort of come into it. Um, I think um, for me, it's really important to say that Sam was so proactive, and I mean. He came to the to the first track day just to kind of meet me and just see what the see what the thing's all about. And I mean, he ended up being so proactive on the day and helping out that I called him that night and said, "Like you were just amazing. Like, I have to pay you for today because you were just <laughs> so helpful." And uh, he then came to all the other track days as well as kind of on a freelance basis. And um, when it came to the stage of I needing to employ someone I didn't even consider anyone else um and I think Sam really took it upon himself to manage uh what would happen with his life he he was really proactive with it and made sure that he got what he wanted um mm. and everyone loved him to pieces as well so um you oh, know he's you. a really nice guy mm. and it's been a pleasure to work with it's it's mm. amazing I think I think there's a lot of young people who, who watch the podcast and um I think one of the things that, that we don't quite realise when you're young is that you haven't really got that much, generally speaking, in terms of commitments, financial commitments. And I think for some reason we sort of fall into the trap of believing that I have to get paid, I have to, I have to you know, find a job. And quite frankly, when I look back at my life and I think, why didn't I just try doing a bunch of stuff? Like I, I wish I experimented a lot more with doing different things, different experiences, trying, you know, Going to, going to new places. But in that moment when you've got nothing to really lose, um, there's there's no harm, as you did, Sam, in just reaching out to people saying, you know, I'm going to work for you for free, right? And if you like, you you do. And if you don't, you don't. That's fine. But that behavior is just so, so amazing because it's, it's obviously got, got you got you to where you are right now. Yeah. But I think many people wouldn't have thought about that. They would have just thought, well, yeah. I've, I've I mean, the pace and that's it. It's really interesting because I get quite a few emails with CVs and saying, you know, if you have a position, please consider me. Sam kind of did a similar thing. And I replied because I think it's just polite to. And he came back to say, can I just come along to one of your events? And that is then why. I was like, well, of of course you can. There's there's no reason why you can't. Um, And if he hadn't replied with that kind of message and just said, well, thanks for considering me, have a good life he would never have got a job <laughs> you know amazing. so it was because of how he responded he was so proactive like well can I just come along anyway and see what it's all about of course you can you know why not um and without that kind of approach we he wouldn't I would never have met him and he wouldn't now have a job with us so and we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> yeah, right now indeed I, I heard this thing a few few weeks ago about um, this guy doing a bunch of interviews with, it was the top, top company in the world. They were doing interviews and every single applicant that came in through the door, they said no to. One person came back and they gave that person that job. And it's only because they, they had every intention of saying no to everyone, but they wanted to see how people dealt with failure. And, and that was really interesting. I think as well, like, if you're that proactive and you're um, in the way that Sam was, you stand out from every other person who's who's out there. And I think for the people who are listening, there's such a small minority of people that do that. 
that if you do that approach, you've got a really, really good chance. And mm. there's nothing to lose. You you lose one day doing something, yeah. which for Sam was like he loved it. So <laughs> um, it was great. But you know, it's it's not a it's not a big thing to do, uh, and you really will stand out. Yeah, I think um, for, for me, um, actually looking back at sort of past things as well, I think one of the one of the key aspects is likability. Um, if you if you if you can show that you can be proactive, you can be likable. Because my last job, I went to an interview with sixty other people, um, and it, I got down to the final two, um, and then offered a, a job. Um, and it's it, it, the, the the reason that the main reason they said is because we just we want someone that we can actually enjoy working with. We don't want to have someone that we know is going to be the salesperson. Um, we want to work with people that we can we can manage and we can appreciate and grow in 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 terms of um, nurturing kind of that perfect. Um, uh, person into who we want representing the business uh, and so that's what I, I, I think for me one of the main things that um, I kind of take from things uh, and I sort of trying to give back is um, trying to be a likeable person. I think it's safe to say Sam that we're actually really good friends now. Um, um, we yeah, have, I was gonna say that we I have think so I, much banter and uh, yeah. it's, it's I'm very much about it's not a serious working environment. It's fun. No. Like if, and if Sam wants to go have a nap halfway through the day, crack on, you know, like <laughs> I'm all about like flexibility and everyone being happy. And Sam, you know, he knows if, as long as the job's getting done, I'm, I'm really relaxed. And yeah. it's great that we still have that boundary of, he knows that if, if something does need to change or if something hasn't gone quite right, we can still, have that boundary and and chat about it and yeah. but yeah. we're really good friends I would say Sam so you better say, yeah, that. <laughs> um, yeah no you're rubbish no I'm joking um, no I think for me I've never actually had such uh, a good boss a caring boss um, I think because it's obviously on this one to one level um, because obviously this this business hasn't grown to as big as uh, or Apple for instance. <laughs> Um, I mean, future, you never know. You never know. Uh, but um, no, I think because we have this uh, relationship where it is, um, I mean, you you have your other other business, which is the event management journal, which is always looking at um, mental health within the event management industry and everything. And it, it is from your background of your that's your kind of outlook and things. You look to to try and improve um, the well being of of well, I guess your business um but it's 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 amazing to see that uh, i'm i'm so well looked after i i've never kind of if i ever have a problem i never have uh, any worries or anything to to be able to approach bernadette and say like this is how i'm feeling and she'd be like right how can we sort this um and she's quick to be like right this is how we can do this um she has a wealth of experience in this sort of environment in this industry and it's just incredible to sort of um to be part of something I'm, I've, I've always wanted to be part of a, a company that's growing and to be here from the start is, is actually incredible to see the journey that we're potentially going to go on and I'm really happy well so. let's let's delve into it I mean uh, Bernadette tell us a little bit about your your journey and uh, how you how you got to where you are yes you know, it's just really bizarre I mean I'm very much <laughs> so so many different things have um happened in my life it definitely hasn't been a easy journey by any means 
Um, but now I'm at a stage where I can actually look back at all of that and say, you know, without that happening, this wouldn't have happened. Without that happening, this wouldn't have happened. Um, so it was um, a very interesting journey of which I won't go <laughs> fully into. But um, I was, um, I worked at um, a big corporate company doing events and I absolutely loved it. Um, there were some internal changes, which every company has to make. And unfortunately, that just kind of changed the dynamics and I became quite unhappy. Um, that mixed with a, a personal experience made it really difficult because it tends to be if something in the workplace isn't right. You delve yourself into personal life and, and vice versa. When they're both struggling, it's really difficult. Um, so I left um which I was really lucky in that my family really supported me, even though we were always brought up like, you know, you never leave a job if you don't have a job to go to and you always have to be financially secure. So um, it was great to have their support behind that. And then um, we were all on a lovely family holiday and I was I'd had a few rum punches and I was um, roasting marshmallows over a pit fire and I just suddenly decided, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start up my own business. I'd always wanted to. Um, and I thought now's actually like there isn't a better time. I don't have financial responsibilities in terms of, you know, having kids to look after or whatever. Um, so I, I just I just did it, um, which was terrifying. And um, but I was really supported by um, people around me who had experience and um yeah, it, the business started in 2018 and it was always kind of focused around motorsport because my granddad was a racing driver. Um, he started up a business in that world. And for us, like as a family, getting around the TV to watch Formula One or going to races was like what brought us all back together, no matter how busy we were. So um, to give that to other people and um, that experience and those memories is something that I really value and I think is really important. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it begun, I suppose. Wow. And um, how old is the uh, is the company now? So it's two years and ten months. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was very lucky in that um, three months into the business, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time and managed to form a really great relationship with Goodwood. And then when I was actually launching the event professionals journal that Sam mentioned um, over in Barcelona, Etty had Airways just happened to be there and got talking to him and I became a partner of them as well, which helped go into the Abu Dhabi F1 scene. So I think it is, you, you make your own luck and um, by meeting people, making those connections and building relationships and without doing that with two key people, Goodwood and Etihad Airways, I wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today. So I was gonna just say, I mean these are these are huge things. I mean yeah. for, I mean like let's not let's not, you know, downplay the fact that you've got these amazing, amazing events going on. And these are these are big international events and for a company that's you know, I hope you don't mind me saying it, it's it's still quite young. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I suppose for me, what I'd love to understand is um, what what kind of attributes or traits or habits do you think you've managed to kind of develop in your in your journey, Benedict, to kind of get to get to because because I guess a bit of it is luck, but I guess a lot of it is also stuff which you've proactively done yourself. 
Yeah, I think um, we were on a call. Um, there was a call that someone set up with um, Jackie Stewart and um, he was just talking about just his life and he was saying how building relationships um, and treating people how you would want to be treated and just becoming friendly with people that you want to be friends with, obviously not forcing that or faking it, um, was really important. And now talking to you, I think actually that is the key thing, um, purely because without approaching those two companies um, in a really informal way, not in a way of um, forcing a relationship, a lot of what's come from that wouldn't have happened. So, for example, um, we weren't doing track days before last year. We were doing more um, experiences around motorsport events and exhibition builds and just general event management. So if someone wanted to book a meeting room, we'd sort it out for them, you know, really minor stuff. Yeah. And um, because I had that relationship with Goodwood, when COVID occurred last year and the, the first lockdown was lifted, I was in a position to be able to just approach Goodwood and say, your motor circuit is now reopened. What can what can we do? And it was that we have track day slots. Do you want to host a track day? And that's really how it all begun. So without that existing relationship with Goodwood, and I suppose that side from me in terms of we need to change what we're doing to adapt to the new circumstances, uh, we wouldn't be doing track days. And that is now 100% the core business I enjoy it so much more than the stuff I was doing before. And uh, I wouldn't have Sam. Uh, we wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't have met all the lovely clients we have last year. So um, I think, yeah, adapting to change is really important. Um, if you're unhappy about something, it's don't moan about it, change it, because you're in control to change it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, building relationships with people that you want to build relationships with. Um, and people want to help people, so... There's more than enough to go around uh, in terms of in terms of competition. There's nothing really to be scared of, and I think people actually do generally really want to help other people. Um, I know if someone was to approach me and say I want advice with this, I'm thinking of starting up a business, there would be no hesitation in my mind as to whether or not to help them, even if they were to say I want to start up a track day company. Um, so yeah, I think just those are the key points for me. That's amazing. Sam, what's it like working for, you know, being being the first employee? Because um, I guess, I mean, a, a lot of people kind of go into companies that are much sort of larger, much more corporate with hundreds, thousands, where you're just a number somewhere, you know, you've got mm. a little cubicle. Um, it, it must feel pretty interesting being in a very kind of uh, a, a different place to most people. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'm really fortunate, I think, um, to, to actually form uh, sort of, become friends uh as, as bernard has mentioned um bernard because i think with that uh one more one-to-one -one time um it was it's definitely easier for me i think um i've always been someone that's quite a slow learner so I, it takes me time to kind of um build up and the fact that i've had that support from the from the get-go has been incredible uh i mean <laughs> when i first started uh, well, when I first, I guess when I first introduced myself to Bernadette, um, and then we sort of went through the uh, the process of the track days, and she then said, "I've been approached by this investor." Um, it was the longest interview process in the in, in <laughs> ever because I did three track days over three months, and then I had an interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it was great fun though. Um, and, and then starting uh, in the office where we were based uh, down in Chichester, um, uh, down in Witterings actually, um, I was three days into my new role uh, and we had a lockdown. So it was kind of like, oh, working from home now. Um, okay, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, but no, I, so far, um, so far so good. I'm, I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing. Uh, I'm getting to meet uh, and speak to incredible people that I would, I would never have spoke to if I hadn't, um, uh, been given the chance to, to work in this kind of industry and environment. But you've uh, made that happen, Sam. You, you've reached yeah, out to exactly. really high profile people and you've made that happen. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to see because there's, there's people that I would never, have, like literally never have thought. I can speak to that person or I can do something and we can actually then look at bigger parts of the business and think like, what can we actually do to, we can put on this massive event for these people. We can, we can um, sort of look at influences and in, in the motoring industry. And it's been like, wow, this is, this is incredible. I, I, I mean, it's a dream come true because I watched, I, for, for instance, I'm in contact with a few high, um, quite high profile um, motoring in, in, uh, influences and, uh, getting to to work with those sorts of people is it's a dream culture. I watched all of their videos, and it's just yeah, it's incredible to be like, well, now I'm doing, I'm working with you. So it's it's, it's really cool. It's, it's amazing because I suppose being being um, being the first or being being in a in a in a place where you, there's there's not many of you. I guess you've got a lot more exposure to some of the stuff which you wouldn't have normally been able to get exposure yeah. to, and that must be really nice. But also, I guess you're able to take part in the bigger sort of decisions around, you know, the yeah. future and, 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 and everything else. Because like, I, I guess normally you just, uh, just no one really, aren't you? And, and it, you know, it's really be, interesting because we had a rather important phone call yesterday. We can't go into details at the moment. Sure. Um, but, and I was saying to Sam, you know, you, it's not that he needs to be on these phone calls, but for me, um, a big thing that used to frustrate me in when, you're, when you are just a number is it decisions get made so high up and then you're just told do this and you don't understand why you're doing it. You don't feel like you've been considered in that decision. For me, that's really important. And also, I want Sam to grow with this company. So when it comes to, you know, expanding, I want Sam to have those those skills and um, and understand the business completely. So, um I think if it was a larger business, that's definitely way more difficult to do. So I quite, I quite like that it's a small, a small knit team. Yeah, it must same. be quite good. I can imagine. Um, let's go into. I know you mentioned already COVID, um, the big, the, the big five-letter word. Um, <laughs> Think about that. Um, how, how's it affected the business? What's your thoughts on it? The future? Where do you see it going? Um, how's it been for? Um, I guess yourself, Bernadette. Uh, so for me and the business, COVID has been a real blessing in disguise, which I don't think any other event company feels. Um, but without COVID, we wouldn't have turned the business around to do track days. So um, for me, it was a real, I mean, I sat, I remember sitting down in, in March and saying, that's it, the business is over. I need to go get a different job. And I was seriously considering um, shutting down the business um and then uh, and then I was like oh, I can't imagine going back to work for someone else and do I really want to to throw away all the hard work so um 
yeah, when I was scrolling through Facebook and saw that the Goodwood Motor Circuit had reopened, I just I just jumped straight on it. Um, and from that, completely remodeled the business. We've gone through a huge rebrand, um, invested in a completely brand new website. And uh, yeah, I think, yeah, COVID, we had our best year um, to date. And I think, yeah, COVID was was one of the best things that's happened to the business, which is totally bizarre to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's totally bizarre. Yeah, it's a bit of a drop in the ocean for where this business is potentially going to go, I think. Um, I think it's, it's actually almost sort of launched it. Um, and for, certainly for me, um, I think uh, I would probably still be in my horrible job where I was before. Um, so it's definitely given me the opportunity to, to be part of the journey, which is great. How has it been uh, working from home? For me, I vibe off of people. Same. So it's really, I find it really difficult to stay motivated. Really difficult. Um, yeah, it is just Sam and I catch up every single morning first thing. Um, but it's, it's difficult. I find it really challenging. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's it's been definitely quite difficult because uh, I effectively I, I am in a converted barn. My bedroom and my office are in the same room, um, so it's it's definitely. Um, but I, I, as Bernard said, we catch up every morning, um, and some of it's kind of work related at the end, uh, and a lot of it's actually just talking about life in general and like having a bit of a banter, and that's kind of that's what. I kind of need to kickstart the day uh, just to make me feel a bit more motivated, positive. We kind of try and help each other, big each, each other up and crack on with the day. If I've got any problems that at that point, then she's like, right, change it. We'll do something, do, do, do something different today. Um, try and give yourself routine and work for time, like time scales that actually work for you. For instance, sometimes I'm thinking, I, I just haven't hit my stride today. And then suddenly it'll get to say four o'clock and then like, right, I'm, I'm straight into it. I can do this now. Um, and it's, it's, I, I love the flexibility with it. It's, it's definitely um, given me uh, a more reflective side to, to, to how um, I, I, I kind of want to work. Um, yeah. and see. I think that's, that's bang on, isn't it? I mean, for me, when I'm, if you're in the office, you can't just go and sit down and relax. Where if you're, I, I really dip between kind of like one to three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. I just, I just don't have motivation. So I'm much more better working early morning and late at night. And to have to work nine to five is, is just in my head, it doesn't make any sense. If you're better, if you're going to be more effective working earlier and later, if you take two hours off in the middle of the day, then, then why not? I yeah. think I think self awareness is so key. I think I think I think we lack that in in many ways. We don't really appreciate we don't really appreciate our own body patterns and mm. and 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 moving our our work around when we feel like we are most productive. I think you know there, there are some people who sleep at two a.m. but work till one a.m. or two a.m. because that's mm. when they're most productive. But that that doesn't work for those who have a nine to five. The nine to five is like an assumption of. This is this is what works, yeah. but it doesn't. Um, but I think the fact that you've been able to recognise in yourself when you're most productive, and then obviously tailor your work around that, is really useful. Which brings yeah. me on to mental health because I know um, 
I know, Bernadette, you've actually, I think you work in that sort of space or you do stuff in that space, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so um, I, when I was struggling during my time off, I just started kind of journaling to just help me process my feelings. Um, writing is is shown to actually help you recover. So, um, yeah, I just started doing that. And um, I ended up launching something called the Event Professionals Journal. So that's it's just a well-being journal that's tailored for event professionals. Um, so it's it was the method that helped me and um, a few other of my colleagues started using it and it helped them too. So, um, yeah, it, for me, it's not it's I'm really conscious about well-being. I think it's so important. Um, and I think um, it's if your mental health is poor, you can't um, deliver anything yeah, at the best. Possibly, probably, and. Yeah if it means you take a couple of days out to get better and, and take that time, then you, then that's what you need to do. I think it's, it's overlooked by quite a lot of people, but for me, like mental health is, is very high up on the priority list. That's amazing. When you, um, when you began with the business, Benedette, and you, in, in those first few, first few days, first few weeks, even what, do you remember what was going through your mind? Do you remember, what it was like and it was absolutely terrifying (laughs) absolutely terrifying um (laughs) but like fun exciting terrifying if that makes sense for me it was like well what am I putting out there to the world what do I want to say I mean I didn't spend months like doing any business I didn't have a business plan I didn't have any financials or anything I just opened an Instagram account and off I went um (laughs) so it was I'm winging it ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I created... I had no financials to put behind it because I just quit my job. Um, so I created the first website, which was diabolical. Um, and it was a lot of networking and raising awareness that this is now what I'm doing. And, oh, the networking events. It was it was painful. There were so many of them. Um, but... Yeah, it was just, for me, it was really exciting. It was what I wanted to do, which made it a lot easier. But, um, yeah, terrifying, I think, is how I'd sum it up. Back, <laughs> and it's still terrifying. So. Looking back on, on that experience, what would you say were the kind of key sort of learning points for you? Don't, I feel like just not overthinking it, just just going with what you think is right. Um and not saying things you think people want to hear, just being really authentic, being yourself, um, gets a much better response from people. And trial and error, I think. I think yeah. you've got you've got to try things out. If if it doesn't work, then you go back to the drawing board. Um, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's, it, um, but I think for me, I, I I'm 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 just absolutely buzzing about this industry that i'm working in and you'll often find me bernadette will often say to me why are you working and i'm like because i'm actually enjoying what i'm doing <laughs> yeah why are you working on a sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon because <laughs> uh, i've just got i'm speaking to someone that's just I, is really interested and i'm just, I'm just like I'm, I'm interested in what they're talking about so it's mm. great it's <laughs> oh, amazing it's amazing in terms of um just just get just uh, circling back to kind of the, those early experiences and stuff um because i know 
for me, like trial and error is so important because I, I honestly believe that we, our, our human nature is to seek perfection and we want to plan and plan and plan and plan for, for success, which is, which is important to a certain degree. But I think I've always believed that, you know, you can't learn how to swim until you get in the water and you have to actually get in the water to actually swim. Um, and I think often we spend so long trying to think about the what ifs and the what if, what, what will she say? What will he say? What will they think? What, what, what will my family think? And often we become so absorbed in that kind of mindset that we fail to take any action. And um, I think in your case, Benedict, and I guess in, in your case, Sam, as well, there's been a real kind of feeling of, you know what, if we fail, fine, but we have to fail to learn what's going to work, I guess. Do you know, there was a book that I, I used to be so... Um oh my gosh, like anxious and like, what if this happens? What if this, like anything that someone would say to me or something I wanted to do, the first thing I would think is, but what if? And I actually read a book called, I think it's called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And literally within three pages, it's it goes through this what, what if thing and it completely changed my mentality on it. Like for me now, I'm like, well, what if I don't do it? Um, and yeah, I think like it's fine to fail. Um, the the most successful people out there have failed. I mean, you read um, Alan Sugar's biography, and it's it's constant. Um, and it's it's that's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. If you fail, no one ever judges you on that. They support you to get to the next stage. Yeah, yeah pick yourself um, up. Yeah. It's it's so true. I think, and I, I want to go into because because I I'm, I'm I'm a fanatic believer in this. I think what people see in success when they look at successful people is they they look at what is really just a small tiny part of years and years and years and years of failing. Um, I think it's I think it's Michael Jordan. I think you know, they were talking about you know the, the fact that you know everyone spots his one thousandth you know hoop, but they were like. 999 who just failed miserably every single time um, and I suppose for me what, I would, what, I'd be, what I'd love to understand is for you Ben and, 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 and for you Sam as well is what keeps you going what keeps you going in those moments where it's tough, it's difficult you know, especially any 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 small business that's, that's starting up now or starting up recently it is very very tough what keeps you going so I I experienced this last week. I, I was really struggling because obviously at the moment people aren't booking track days because of COVID. Um, and for me, I sat down with a piece of paper and wrote down everything that the business hadn't achieved this time last year. So focusing on what we'd achieved in the last year and looking at the list, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is incredible. And then I wrote a list of, what might we achieve in the next year and looking forward to all of that really gives you gives you a boost um and no yeah I mean that phone call we had yesterday last week I would never have known that was even going to happen so it's just for me it's it's a really exciting time at the moment um and the possibilities of the future is 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 what keeps me motivated that's amazing and you saw Sam? Um, Bernadette, she, when she she has to she somehow has to crack the whip, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think what keeps me motivated is is just having that time to sort of 
take uh take a step back uh when when things are, are getting tough if you if, the, if things aren't working for you then don't just bottle it up you've got to talk about it um and i think for me i've i've always just been quite a a positive happy person and it i think i think that kind of it's it can be quite infectious and therefore it rubs off on people that i'm around and therefore it kind of then comes back at me so it's 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 definitely something that i um try to try and give to people as much as possible and it's definitely um i think i think i'm just happy in what i'm doing so i, I i'm a very very easy going guy <laughs> That's really very right. very easy <laughs> I, I can tell. It's, 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 I mean, I know. I know when we first spoke, it was so easy to have a chat with you. It was, it was just absolutely amazing. I um, could honestly say, not that I ever would, but I could just say to Sam, "Go outside and stand in the rain for an hour without an umbrella." He'd be like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. I think. I think. I mean, going back to how you got to where you are, Sam. I think that kind of behaviour, that kind of mindset of, what's the worst going to happen? Like what? Yeah. Like, I think. I think I think often in our heads we often think about the worst case scenario mm. and we're programmed to believe that the worst case scenario is going to happen and so we start planning for the worst case and when you start planning for the worst case it actually can stop you from taking action and yeah. I, 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 actually there's a just like you were saying Benedict you know you've got to also plan for success and actually plan for what success looks like and actually visualize it as well. Mm. Yeah, visualization and and what you plan for is what will happen. There's just, yeah. In my mind, there's no doubt about that. If you think you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Um, and if you're determined to succeed, you'll find a way to succeed. In in my head, it's it's very clear cut when it comes to that. Yeah, and, don't get. Um, sorry. Sorry, Sam. No, I was just going to say that. Um, I for for me personally, I, I've always been someone that isn't very confident in themselves. So I think <laughs> it, it, it's just something that I I, I always I, I I mean I seek kind of acceptance and I think I think I seek um, that kind of pat on the back that I I, I, I so kind of I crave it in a way um, just to be like you have you have done something that's good and you can actually then reflect and be like right what have I actually achieved um, and then be like oh wow okay yes I've actually this is um, this is what I've managed to achieve it may be small goals it may be big goals but at the end of the day it's it's you're getting to where you want to be um and it's yeah so for me I, I've, I've always had that that problem before with with confidence and i think you kind of just got to rise above it in, sometimes and just put yourself out there and more often than not i in my experience you end up with a positive response yeah i think i think it's about um, context as well i think i think often you know yeah. um it, when you put your situation against the worst things in the world right now. I mean, gratefulness is just so important. You know, the, the, the fact that we have clean drinking water and, you know, good food and we live in oh, a country yeah. that's somewhat civilised, you know, is, 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 is something to, to be much more grateful for than having a bad day at work. And I think, I think, I think that's just so, so important, being grateful and just re- reminding yourself of just how, just how amazing, amazing things we have sometimes. I, I think that's really important. Um, each, it's, it sounds a bit, you know, it might be a bit out there for some people, but um, every night before I go to sleep, I write down three things I'm grateful for. Amazing. And even if I've had the worst day, I'll still write, I've got a roof over my head, I've got a bed to sleep in and I've got food in the fridge. 
Yeah. And there's always something that you can be grateful for. It's it's so, so true. Um, I want to go into a, a, a different but related topic um, to some degree. But obviously, being a woman, being in a space that is arguably male-orientated or, or kind of... What's it like being in that space? Because I'm dying to understand, you know, how you manage to do it. Because you've, you've, you own a company that is, I'm not sure if I can say this or not, but it's, 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 it's typically historically been about men driving in fast cars and stuff. Yeah. How have you done it? What's it like? I mean, like for me, it was never and has never even been something that I've actually um, even thought about being a problem. I think... Um, I have some of the best banter with my male clients um, and I don't really take anything to heart. I mean, um, if someone says to me like, oh, well, you're a woman, you don't know how to drive. I don't do that personally. I just, I just laugh it off because I know they're just they're just messing around as well. Um, we've had a couple of female drivers at our events and that is something I really, really want to see more of. Um like, I don't think people um, judge me because I'm a woman. I think, if anything, it's because I'm young. Um, but, yeah, everyone's been really accepting of me and all of the clients have become, like, good friends. I mean, even they want to help me. So, like, if they know a, a track day isn't sold out, like, they, they will take it upon themselves to, like, tell people about it. Um Yes, yeah, so being a woman has not actually been a problem what? at all. I've never had. I think there's only there's been one person who wouldn't um, direct questions to me or look me in the eye, and instead going towards um, the man in the conversation is instead. But in that respect, it's, it's not it's not about me. It's because of their own stigmas and and problems that they have. So I don't take it personally. And I've definitely noticed um, since starting because I, I I I never really had that outlook um, on the, the fact that it is uh, until I kind of looked at it and I thought I swear this used to be more of a, a male orientated industry, um, but having sort of been within it, I've I've, I've noticed such a, a a massive shift in terms of mm. I think there's actually a lot more uh, female orientated people in. Um, in in this in industry, uh, I mean, I know there's certainly um, some of the clubs that I've spoken to, like the car clubs that I've spoken to, then are um, their, their leading representative is is a, is a woman. So I think it, it's great. I mean, there's, there's literally like there's a there's a group called Women in Motorsport and yeah. motorsport women and and stuff like that, and like, it's just it's really good to see, um, and I think. Um, they're just women are just as competitive out on track than the men. Oh, I know. Um, and it's, it also adds a really fun dynamic. So when you've got, um, we've got a really cool, cool client called Harriet. She gets so competitive, and like I think it adds a different dimension of banter as well. Oh yeah. Um, and the guys love having a female driver there too. So you know, it's 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 obvious. <laughs> I think there's an element of, you know, if you see it as a problem, 
then it will probably become a problem. But I guess in your, I guess the way that you've seen it, Bernadette, and, and you, Sam, is that it doesn't, it's not really, a, it's not really an issue. And yeah, I, th- I think if I saw it as an issue, someone could say a comment, and I would think that it's because of that. Where yeah, yeah I don't see it as a problem at all. Like if if a, I have a really uh, good relationship with someone and they always say, well, what do you know? You're a woman. And I say, well, what do you know? You're an old man. And, and it, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, yeah, it depends on how you take it. I think. I actually think it's more of an opportunity in a way, because I think it's, it's, there's, um, because it's, it, it has been in the past so much, uh, influenced by men. Um, I think having, a, it's, it's almost a fresh look and I think it's, it's more exciting to see where this business will go because it's being, um, figureheaded by someone that is passionate about, uh, cars and motorsport and all that sort of thing and, and is, uh, is herself, um, a woman so I think it's, it's great to see yeah and I think I think I think no matter what it is if you've got a passion for it that's the one mm-hmm. that matters and I think I think that's going to be the thing that makes you succeed I mean it's it's growing in terms of I mean, there's a there's a lady supercar blondie I'm not sure yeah if you know I was yeah. just about to say that and I think it's so <laughs> cool to see that there's a female dominating that influence I mean, she is huge, absolutely huge. And I think, I think, I mean, I, I was, I was, I was reading a story a few, a few weeks ago, and you know, um, I can only imagine, you know, especially in the Middle East, you know, where you know, there's, there's still a kind of a cultural stigma attached to being a woman and, and being out in public yeah. and whatever else, you know. Um, but she's, she's, she, she's done it, and it, it's fantastic to see people doing it as well. It's really good. I mean, my biggest bugbear when it comes to this whole female male thing is when people make a decision that, you know, they have to employ that person because it's a female or they have to listen to that decision because it's a female. That's actually the part that really bugs me. Um, If the man's better at the job, then the man's better at the job. Um, So this whole thing, it actually really bugs me. That's the only problem I have with it. I grind your gears. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended, pun intended. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's so important. I think to, 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 to go back to what are you really good at? What are you passionate about? And, and regardless of whether you're a male or a female, just do it. Um, in terms of, I mean, I know we haven't spoke about the company much in terms of what you guys do. And I want to, I want to give you a chance to kind of talk about it because it is so, so exciting. And I envy you, Sam, so much when you get to go to work every single day and, and, and do some amazing stuff. But tell us about the company. What is it? What do you guys do? And um, what is it that you're able to offer people um, in terms of... Yeah, so, I mean, the core business is track days. And when I... Track days can mean so many different things. So our um, business is track days for supercar owners that want to take their incredible cars out in a safe and controlled environment. Um, we're very specific with with what kind of cars we allow on track so that those people feel safe that everyone else on track has a similar value of car and is just as precious about it um we and we limit the time uh, not limit the time limit the amount of cars that we allow so that people have enough time out on track so that's kind of the core of the business we then have the other side which is experiences around like festival of speed and goodwood revival and the silverstone f1 and the abu dhabi f1 and we also had a really good driving tour planned to um, the monaco grand prix but that's been postponed to next year 
But um, it's all about like, I think because I come from an event management background, um, I really focus on that experience of the event and what that person gets and going above expectations Mm. Um, and offering something that isn't necessarily out there. So with the um, Abu Dhabi F1, we're going to launch a package where you, you know, it's a whole package involved. You play on the sand dunes, you do four by fours and um, more of a thrill seekers experience. Yeah. It's more, for me, it's more about like once in a lifetime experiences that you will remember and cherish for life. Because I think anyone can go and buy anything, whatever but in terms of creating experiences I think is really important and it is that is the stuff that you're going to remember for life and doing that with people that are really important to you I just think is is really important yeah I think it's so important I think I think experiences are the thing that people I think I think we forget that money in itself is not important it's not valuable it's what it gives you in return yeah i think experiences i mean you know people don't buy a ferrari because it's a ferrari they buy it because it gives them something in return in terms of a feeling and emotion uh some kind of connection to to the brand or to the car itself but they don't really buy it because it's got a thousand horsepower whatever it is it's because it when they're behind that wheel they're feeling something that is so so powerful and um, I mean, for me, like, you know, the idea of going onto a racetrack and actually sitting behind the wheel of a really expensive car and going around the corners and you hear the speed and the performance and everything else, it's just phenomenal. Um, but the, the one thing which I, which, I, which I want to go into is you're able to bring people together um, who share a passion, share an interest. Um, would I be mistaken to think that it's much more than just a company? It's actually a community? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's really lovely that people, um, our clients actually are the ones who identified that for me. So um, it's really nice. And it's it wasn't ever like a, not that it wasn't an intention, but it wasn't like I'm setting out to create a community. Um, our days are very chilled. They're really informal. Mm. And we have some really cool partners that come along as well, which add to that atmosphere. Yeah. But I think... I think it's because we're quite selective with the, the type of cars we accept that everyone has that same passion. They have the same interests and people get out their cars. They go and see other people's cars, admire them. They then get talking and yeah. everyone has a real good laugh. So like in the track um, safety briefing, it's not like dead silence. It's people having a laugh and winding each other up. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just really really nice feeling. Yeah, actually, often, you often find people spend more time off the track chatting than they yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, as soon as um, I mean, as soon as one of them books on, it's then like a, a competition for everyone else to book on. You know, like they want to they want to all get together, which is which is really lovely. Um, so I mean, in the future, we'll probably look at doing like drive outs and and stuff that just brings them all together again because it's it's really nice and it's it's great to see that like you know they're they're all now friends on Facebook and they all comment on each other's posts, winding them up and um, yeah, it's just it is a really nice community. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I don't think we've ever had someone that's um, I have to be careful with language. Um, someone that's not fitted into that community. Yeah. 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 Well done. I was, I was just going to say, I think, I think, um, I mean, Sam, you must get to meet some really, really cool people. Um, and tell us a little bit about the guys that you meet who have these really nice cars. Um, and I suppose 
you must be able to kind of, I guess, learn stuff from them as well in, 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 as, as part of being in their kind of circle. Yeah. So for, for me, I, uh, I've always grown up um, being surrounded by cars. I mean, my dad had a, he's still got, I guess, a small collection of um, rather exciting things. Um, his, his, his type of car are more the, sort of the, the classical um, route, but um, I've, I've always, I've always loved them. Um, and having, being able to work in this sort of environment with these sort of, sort of people, it's for me, I'm, I love hearing all the stories. I'm, I'm all about the stories about sort of how like they came to find their car or like what specific, like what they actually love about it, that how they spec it and all that sort yeah. of thing. I mean, I, I, I think my most bare time is mainly on YouTube, uh, <laughs> watching, watching car reviews, uh, from all yeah. sorts of influences. Uh, and then being actually out on track. I mean, I, I've never, I've always been someone that I've never wanted to, I've always wanted to have something, a job that's kind of slightly extraordinary I don't think you know many people that work in that well, potentially work at Good, uh, at Goodwood and sort of Brands Hatch and Donington. Like those pizza, the people that are the tracks that we're going to go to um, are just really exciting places to, to, to be in and environments to be in with all these sort of amazing people and their amazing cars. Um, I mean, we get clients which are completely like you, you wouldn't expect them to be in that industry and have this car and stuff and you're thinking well how did you make that work and and it's, it's it really i just as i said i really love the stories uh, I think it, actually, Dan, that's like a really good point like none of our clients are like stuck up or feel above anyone else or yeah and they're actually on a personal level really interesting to get to know um yeah. they all have great stories and um yeah, none. Of, everyone's really approachable. I I, I I quite often find that I um I get lost in conversations, which we we started talking about a car, and then we'll end up talking about everything but the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Sam, get back to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think I think we up and down realize just how um I mean these people have worked their entire life, really worked hard, really really grinded. Um, they've got a real passion for cars and it's not about showing off. It's not about, it's not yeah. about trying to exude, you know, confidence or whatever it is. It's, it's actually about a real love and passion for, mm. for the car space. And, you know, I was talking to a guy a few, a few weeks ago and he was like, you know, um, the reason I bought Mercedes is because b- before I passed away, b- before, before my dad passed away, I told him that, you know, one day I'm going to buy a Mercedes one day. And that's why he bought that particular car. But there was an emotional attachment to it. And I think, I think people don't realise that there's so much emotion in in the car, and they they love it, they look after it, they really cherish it, and uh, it's not about kind of just driving up and down. No, and I mean, like for some people, it's because they have worked so hard in their businesses, and it's like this is my reward. I mean, like I know the car I'm getting when I feel like you know I've achieved enough to do that. So like. It's 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 a recognition of everything they've put into their life. But I have to ask, what what car is that? Some people judge me for this. It's an R8. Audi R8. I just always wanted one. It's a bit standard, though, isn't it? Yeah, this is what everyone says. I well, to be honest, it's I think it's a better all rounder. It's a much more daily drivable. Um, super thank you Sam thank you um, <laughs> I, I, 
you can you can say you can disagree. It's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> No, 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 yeah, no, no. it's something I, you know. I, so I, for it's, me, it's always been something I've seen as like, I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just I don't know what it is. They're just so sexy. It's a brand that I've um, I've definitely come and come from um, as that I, I was a. That's what I was. I was a sales exec for Audi, um, and I know the brand very very well. And uh, so I I completely understand. I mean, my my dream car. My dream daily drive will be an Audi RS6. Um, I'm I'm always on the competition websites trying to trying to win one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, if I if I was to have all the money in the world as my sort of weekend tour, I'd have yeah. McLaren, McLaren. Any any give me any McLaren, I'll be happy. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What would yours be? Mine. Oh God. Um, it's yeah, funny because. Spot, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like like my my dream daily car is the BMW 8 Series. Um, I absolutely love it. I think it's, I think it's a beautiful car, yeah. um, and um, hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully, um, the, the 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 luxury kind of all the money in the world. Um, it sounds hilarious, but the Lamborghini Urus. Yeah, is, I completely uh, understand it. It's a great yeah, car. I I you know it's funny. I never used to like it. And then for some reason, I just woke up one day and was like, you know what? There's a real kind of presence about it. Like it yeah. just it it just looks beefy and just there's just something, yeah. something about it. This makes me think. I know. Oh, I, I had I had completely the same. Outlook. I was like, I I just don't like this car. I just don't like this car. And then one day I was like, actually, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it sort of won me over. Um, so before before you wrap things up, um, Bernadette, for yourself first, um, what would be the two or three things that you would pass on as advice for anyone that is starting up in business or in business right now? Um, first thing would be it is never the right time and there's always going to be excuses not to do it. I suppose kind of like the decision to have children. Um, so <laughs> just do it. Um, I mean, um, I've got a friend who hopefully is never going to listen to this podcast who's been talking about it for about four years. Um, and you just know he's not going to do it because he's, he's really scared. Um, so just do it. Think about what is the worst that can happen. It doesn't work. Who cares? Um, second thing is just put yourself out there. Don't be scared to be vulnerable. Uh, and ask for help. No one will judge you for it. They tend to actually respect you a lot for it. And thirdly, just be yourself, be authentic, um, and do what you feel is right for you. Fantastic. And Sam, for yourself, anyone out there who um, was perhaps where you were, you know, a year ago or however long it was, when you've either been maybe in London or you're in a place where you normally enjoy what you do um, and you hate your job, uh, what what would you recommend to them? Um, my advice, I guess, would be to just make things happen. Uh, just put yourself out there, try something new, uh, be just be, just do what you want. And if if it's not working for you, then there's no point in in keeping going with it. Um, I, I definitely learned that kind of the the hard way, I suppose, as with redundancy, it kind of, I, I thought I would, I thought it'd be fine. I have job security and all this sort of thing. 
Um, but actually, it turns out that when you when that isn't the case, and you're kind of you're thrown into the deep end, then it's possibly it, it is the best time to, to to kind of give yourself that opportunity um, and take some time for yourself. Or I I'm a big person on reflecting um, as well, so make sure that you think about the bigger picture and think right things not working for me now how can i change it okay it's not working for me uh if, it, if it's not going to happen now maybe it'll happen in six months time or like actually no i don't want it to happen six months time. i want it to happen now so just get on and do it what about for you in terms of how you turned your life and health around what would be your um, for, for me like this is my personal experience and that was physical health so for, for me like focusing on running, training, that for me was my gateway to creating a better mindset. Um, I, know, I know there's a link between mental health and physical health, um, but for me personally, it was always a question of, and it always has been, if I'm, if I'm struggling with work, if I'm, if I'm in, a, in a bad place mentally, I run. And when I run, things just become clearer. Um, so physical health is, is, really, is really important to me. Uh, number two is um, do what you love genuinely do what you love and I honestly honestly I will say this for years and years and years to anyone um, don't be afraid to take small steps small little steps every single day create a one minute video create a one minute YouTube slot create a one create a Facebook post just make little little incremental Mm. steps forward in line with your passions and your interests and the third thing I would say is fail don't be afraid to fail you know, just, just, you know, it, it's, you've got to be able to get past the, yeah. what if, what if this, what if that happens? What if, what if my parents don't, don't, don't approve, you know, you have to kind of do what you feel is best for you mm-hmm. and be willing to try and try and try and try over time. Um, finally, where can people find you? Oh yeah. So, um, our website. Which is yeah everywhere. Um, www.saloneevents.co.uk. Uh, a lot of people get confused with Salone. It's S A L O N E. Um, on we're on Instagram, on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We're trialing TikTok, which is interesting. Okay. And got we've got like our videos of our track days uploaded to a YouTube channel as well. Um, so kind of everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Bernadette, Sam, thank you so, so much for your time this morning. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you both, hearing about your stories, hearing about how you got to where you are, your lessons, your advice, and also the company that that you're building. I think it's so, so, I think it's a really exciting place, and we really can't wait to see where you guys go. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's been really, really good fun, and um, I I, I hope I'm I'm looking forward to listening to to the podcast. I'm not going to lie. Listening to your own voice is is. Um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.